Okay, we, we haven't been talking about it for very long, but I'm pumped about this one. Um, we have Dave and Vern. You guys want to introduce yourselves? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is Davion. Um, I, this is going on my sixth year with EcoShow. Okay. Yeah, sixth year. Sixth year with EcoShow. Um, this is Vernus. I'm going on, I would say, my fourth, fifth year with EcoShot, actually. Um, yeah, five years with some pest control, huh? So, hold on. Our first years were the same? No. So, you're, was, you're going on six years then? Because I'm going on five. Really? Yeah, yeah so, so you're going, going on six. six. Are you going on seven then? So, so I have been with for six, so yeah, I'm going on seven. Jeez. Okay. There you go. First summer was, what, 2019? LA, yeah. Mine was 2016. It's so crazy, like, when I tell guys, I'm like, they'll ask, like, how we know each other, stuff like that. It's like, well, rookie year, like, I had no clue what's going on. And mm-hmm. Vern and Dave walk in, and Dave's the star tech manager. Vern's the best tech we have. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm not making enough sales to, like, just, you know, throw it on whatever tech's there. Like, I... You know, I, I always chose you because I wasn't making enough sales to, like, make, you know, it really didn't make a difference for me. So, like, every time I did make a sale, I put it on Vern. Because Absolutely. I know it was going to be fine either way. You it was going to get done yeah. for sure. Um, and I just remember Vern, like, or Dave. See, I do that all, all the time. time. Salesman number and two, seven, seven, four, four, five. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what are we, like, what are we, 40 seconds into this and I already did it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's going to happen. I think I've accepted it. Over, under six. (laughs) 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 So, but I just remember Dave comes in and it's just like shirts tucked in, so put together. And he's like directing all these guys. I'm like, what in the world? Like, I I was still, I just had no clue what's going on. You know, I barely understood that we were like pitching people pest control. Like (laughs) I thought we were like giving people raid, you know, whatever it was. I had no clue what's going on, but um, it's kind of crazy how it comes full circle, you oh know? My goodness. Yeah. I mean, yeah. so before you guys were with EcoShield, so you were you were with EcoShield a year before mm-hmm. he was. Yeah. Were you in L.A. before he was for the whole time, or where were you at? Uh, no. So I was up in uh, Northern California back when they had the San Jose okay. office. Okay. Mm-hmm. Didn't you, weren't you also with another company before or after? How did that Workout. Mm, okay. Okay. <laughs> so immediately following my first summer, mm-hmm. I believe it was, um, it didn't work out the way that I hoped it to work out. Kind of ended on salty things. Um, but was that with EcoShop? It wasn't salty things. Let me stop right there. Um, it just didn't work out the way that I, you know, wanted it to work out. So the following year. Uh, a couple of my other buddies were going out with a different company, mm. uh, and I decided to give that a shot for all of what a month. <laughs> yeah. And so then, but that was in San Jose, and then where was your second year? Was it in California still? It was in, yeah, okay. North LA. And were you guys both in California before pest control ever was like a thing in your life? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. We uh, grew up in California. Okay. Mm-hmm. But you have. The Tattoos Utah, right? Tattoos Utah, yeah. Okay, so explain that. Uh, so uh, so both of us attended Southern Utah University. Um, oh, okay. Davion had actually made the choice to go there first. And then I was actually going to go to... Um, San Jose State. San Jose State mm-hmm. and Kansas. Well, I was going to major in air traffic management. And then I applied to Embry-Riddle, um, Kansas State, and San Jose State. Of the three, I was going to go to San Jose, San Jose State. Uh, I got accepted there. I had to do like a list of, I don't know, five steps to accept the acceptance, if you will. And I didn't get to all the steps at the time, so they ended up rescinding me. And they were like, you can either take a year off, come back the following year, or you can go to a junior junior college and then transfer here. And my mom was like, why don't you just apply to Southern Utah with your brother? And I was like, I was thinking about doing that, but I would have to change my major. So I changed it. I went from air traffic management, and I think I chose computer science, because I was like, a degree in technology won't hurt, right? Right. Um, I think I took like two classes in computer science and I was like yeah this isn't for me <laughs> I think the final project for one of my classes we had to create balloon tower defense the project was worth like nine points it was ridiculous anyways um, so we decided to go to Southern Utah University um, so I have Utah on me just because 
it was kind of like an eye opener. Um, we grew up in Los Angeles. Shout out Cedar City. Shout out Cedar City for sure. That's actually where the pin is. Okay. So okay. Utah, I was going to ask, but okay. That's actually where the pin is in Cedar City. Um, so we obviously grew up in Los Angeles and uh, Palmdale, which is like an hour apart from each other. And going to a state like Utah and going to college out there was just it was different. different. Mm-hmm. It was different, a different environment. And fortunately enough, while we were out there, that's actually how he was put on to pest control or the business of sort. And then I followed the suit and then it's kind of how that happened. Okay. So to put more info, cause we jumped right into it. Oh, yeah, sure. for sure, for sure, for sure. Um, you, so you were, whenever I showed up in 2019, that was mm-hmm. your what? I guess second, second or year. third year. Yeah. So you were, you were a StarTech manager second year in. Mm-hmm. No, so that was my third year though. Okay. Yeah. Third year. In. Uh, StarTech manager third mm-hmm. year in. Mm-hmm. Um, Second four-year teching, StarTech manager, basically. Right, right, right. Right. Okay. And, and to clarify, and correct me or interject, mm-hmm. but you're managing all the technicians. You're making sure that they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. You're also spraying. It's not like you didn't ever spray. You sprayed. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, what else was were you doing while you were StarTech manager? Yeah, so specifically, I was overseeing the Start technicians in the day-to-day operations within that. Um, I was in charge of chemical distributions, obviously overseeing the routes, making sure that, of course, the salesmen uh, had the availability that they needed and just made sure that things logistically made sense. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And so, and then you were, you were a StarTech manager too. I so, was. Okay, I, we got to go through it because you, <laughs> your second year in StarTech manager, you're the best tech and then you, mm-hmm. you've been, you probably been. You've probably been StarTech manager in multiple offices too, right? Yeah. So I was a StarTech manager out in North LA. Then I was a StarTech manager out in Virginia at the DC branch. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I guess before you made the big transfer. Yeah, over okay. to that. We'll, well, get, yeah, we'll get yeah, into that. Yeah. So you, StarTech manager. I started off start technician. Um, the, sub, the first summer that I was a start technician, Dave Young was also a start technician. So we were literally both just technicians, yeah. but he was also there for some time before me. Um, I think I remember it was funny one time because I think we super trucked like for like a week or something and like probably Insane. got the most reviews. That it was ridiculous. I'm sure. Are you uh, kidding me? Probably the, the most house. stops done as well too. Hey, for sure. For yeah. sure. What was the completion the rate? On that? <laughs> 100% completion 100%. rate, right? What was the touch up percentage? <laughs> Zero. <probably>. Zero. Um, <laughs> But I, the following summer is when he became a StarTech manager. And okay. then that was the first summer that I was actually recruited to try and come out to Twins to be a StarTech out there. Okay. I turned that down because I was like, dude, my brother's going to be a manager here. Um, why not come learn directly under him? Right, right. Be the workforce sure. that Makes he sense. needs. So Obviously. I came back to L.A. So that summer in L.A., which was you guys' first summer, um, he was a StarTech manager, and then I was that workhorse right under that to yeah, right. go yeah. get anything Bro. that needed to be done. Okay, call okay, wait, wait, we'll pause yeah. here. I just want to get confirmation. Jacob, were you putting your sales on Vern or what? Always. I mean, <laughs> if, this, if you got a sale, it was going on Vern. Like, it was going to get done. Most of the time, we were only doing Oliver's and um, Kobe. Kyle. Yeah. yeah. But um, I was pumped mm-hmm. whenever we were going back to Twin, and you were, you were still out there mm-hmm. teching. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it didn't last long for us, but mm-hmm. um, so in Twin, were you the Star Trek man, or were you, were you there? Just regular Damn Star Trek? I was honestly okay. close okay. enough to be the Star Trek manager. It, I mean, there was enough was, stuff going on where you probably needed more than one anyways. So like, how Twin happened, it was, so summer of 2020, um, we... COVID year. COVID year. Big year. Crazy. Um we were waiting around to get ready to go. We were going to go to Virginia, right? Um, well, that decision kind of came late, like the offer for that. So it was kind of like up in the air, right? Right. But the decision was already made. When the decision was made for Virginia, like the decision for me to go to Twins came literally like almost instantly after. Mm-hmm. So let's just say when the decision was made that Virginia was where Dave and the team was going to go. Mm-hmm. Um, they were gonna send us out to Dallas or Phoenix for a week before folks were able to start knocking in. Cause it was the only Maryland. place you could exactly. you know, work anyways, so. So I'm literally, I like packed the car up completely, getting ready to drive to Phoenix. And I get texts from Cam, 
think Germ and J Lo. And they were like, hey, like the guys really want you out here this summer. We did. And I was like, <laughs> we definitely did. <laughs> and it took all of, I don't know, a decision honestly made within like five, 10 minutes. And it was by myself. Like I made it like by myself. And I set the thought process was I was like, okay, I've worked with Eco Show for some time now. I've busted my butt. I've essentially made a name for myself and I wasn't just Dave's little brother anymore. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, if I want to continue to like work my way up, like this is the the move that I have to make to branch away from Dave and to go create something else. And literally I was like, you know what? I'm going to Minnesota, but I was like, since they want me, I'm learning something in school. I was like, I can negotiate. I was like, well, what do I want? So I was like, let me get my own room, this, this, and that, whatever. Made it worth my time going out to Twins. So made the decision to go to Twins, and literally, instead of me driving to wherever we were going to go for the first week, I literally, like, just rerouted and went like Minnesota. So did you go to Virginia that year? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And took your all your guys and your friends too, I'm assuming, right? Yeah. <laughs> I guess that was like the initial split of it, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm sorry I didn't bring up any sore points. There. No, 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 no. Okay. No so points whatsoever. How we wanted to explain it. So he kind of took of the friend group from like my high class, school. Basically, like oh, my okay. class of friends. Okay, okay. His class of friends, although like his class of friends were also my friends mm-hmm. as well. Sure, like, yeah. When they graduated, like I had to hang out with my friends in my class. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he took his class with him, which was majority of our friends, and then I took the staggering ones in our friend group out with me to Minnesota. So he gotcha. kind of like had half in Virginia, and I had the other half with me yeah. out in Minnesota. Created a new downline. Mm-hmm. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... Um, we'll, we'll get into this now, the kind of big transition that you guys made. Um, and at this point, so are you three or four years deep when you make the big transition? So I would be four years deep. Okay. And then before I made the big transition, I was actually promoted to the service manager position, which is second highest position within the office right. next to the branch manager or Bro, general I'm manager telling nowadays. You, when I showed up on day one, I saw you walk around telling people what to do. I was like, dude, this guy has it going on. I don't really know what he does. I don't understand what we're doing, but he's got it put together. <laughs> I don't know. I, it's like I remember one time you called me asking about a sale. I think either the lady was confused or I'm a rookie and didn't know how to explain something correctly to this lady. I don't know. But you were like, hey, I'm at this house. What's going on? And you, it was just so professional. You had it all dialed, dude. You, I mean, it makes sense. Like, I, it makes sense to have you number two. And uh, <laughs> I guess I should play poker, like man. Because, uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, so that means you're three years deep. Mm-hmm. And the big I tr- also took. So after LA, go to Minnesota. After Minnesota, I then. Oh, you were in Orlando too. So yeah. Okay. So um, it's crazy. I thought about this today. Shout out to Jay. Um, Big shout out to Jay. When things got tough out there in Twins, it were like we were so understaffed, and you guys were throwing up ridiculous numbers. <laughs> it was, it was you guys crazy. were scheduling weeks out in advance, which is outrageous. I woke up every day with like sixteen stops on my route every day, yeah. nonstop. But anyways, out there, um, same days lasted fifteen minutes. What were same days? <laughs> I had a rookie ask me that year. I actually had a rookie ask me what a same day was, and it was uh, it was sometime in June. See, like we ridiculous. got we got to Maryland. He was like, "Wait, what's the same days?" Because we were talking about, "Dude, guys, we're gonna have same days." You know, all this stuff and same days. What's the same day? And I was like, "Like these these guys actually have no clue." Right. So Jay came out for about two weeks and was super trucking with me for about two weeks. And um, needless to say, at the end of the two weeks, he essentially was like, "Dude, like your money. If you want to go work at an office, like just let me know." Like you're golden and I was like cool so I was deciding where I wanted to like move to next at this point in time we had graduated from school Mm -hmm. so the thought process was do I go directly into our field because we both majored in economics uh, minored in I minored in marketing he minored in finance uh, minor in finance, yeah. Okay. Um, I was like, do I go directly into something in my field or what I learned um, in an entrepreneurship in class, um, a speaker series we had, we had like wealthy people come back and talk uh, every Tuesday. And one thing that I grasped from them was literally each one of them 
they were like millionaires, billionaires to mom and pop successful. They each probably did five to ten different things before they found their breadwinner, moneymaker, like the one that set the sure, family yeah, up. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I don't have to do something directly in my field yet. I was like, we've been working with Eco Show for so long. They love us. They value us. Like, let's take this on full time and continue to see how far we can work our way up. Yeah. So that coupled with the experience with Jay, I was like, where do I go to next? So... Ah, this is a story I mean can share it. Um, so I visit Salt Lake City one time throughout the summer. I forgot what it was. I think it was for my significant other at the time, her family get together. I get out there, she told me she saw an Eco Shield truck. I was like, I didn't know we had a branch out here. I'm sorry. Right. So I was like, hey, let me I was like, you know what? On a whim, let me just pull up at the office and just introduce myself. Just because mm-hmm. we were I was trying to figure out where am I going next. Yeah. So I find the address, I pull up to the office. I walk in, I'm like, hey, is the branch manager here? She's like, I think the reception was like, yeah, they're behind that door. You can just go and knock. So I go and knock on the door, open the door, or they open it for me. It's now at the time, the branch manager, service manager, I think star tech manager, and Jay. And he looks at me, I look at him, I'm like, he's like, dude, what are you doing here? Like, what are you doing here? <laughs> he's like, I own this office. <laughs> Well, I, I own the place. <laughs> right. Um, and I was like, honestly, dude, like I was just in town. I was told there was an office here. I just kind of wanted to just pop by, say hi, whatever. Um, he was like, well, dude, what do you want? I was like, well, I'm just trying to figure out where I'm going next. So essentially from that conversation came me deciding to go to Salt Lake City to become a BSP. So after Minnesota, I moved to Salt Lake City and I was a BSP out there for like six, seven months. In January 2021, Jay calls me and says, hey, we're opening up an office in um, Orlando. Mm-hmm. Once you be start tech manager out there. I was like, fire. We're yeah. going to Orlando. Right. To all the guys, hey, we're going to Orlando. That's when I was a start tech manager out okay. there. Okay, okay. After being a start tech manager out there is when right around the same time that we were like, all right, it's time for us to make the switch. Sure, yeah. And the big transitions switch, wherever you want to call it, we're talking about is from, you know, the service side of things to the sales side of things. Mm-hmm. Um you guys probably know EcoShield inside and out better than probably everybody in this room. And when we were in the room today with 500 people, you're probably in the top 10% on understanding how everything fucking works. And you're both shaking your heads yes because you know that I'm right. Yeah. You know, because you've been around. You, you understand how it works. Um, you both had amazing first years, you know. Um, so for you guys... You know, how, how was that overall? You know, how was that to do that together, for one? Um, to have, you know, guys out there with you. And then, you know, overall, you know, to kind of see things come full circle. Obviously, like, we can talk about just the people in this room, how it's come full circle with, mm-hmm. you know, with Jacob and everybody else that's been around since 2019. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, tell, tell me more about that. Mary? Got it. Man, so the summer is everything you hear it is and more. Um, for me specifically, it was just a great opportunity, man. I was able to do it with my brother, go through the rut. Um, I mean, being on the technician side of it, seeing the day-to-day stuff out there in the field, it doesn't compare to what you go through as a sales rep out there. So just living through that, going through that, going through an entire summer, it was insane. Being able to have my boys out there at the branch, and then even a branch that was 45 minutes away at the D.C. branch, I had my other boys down there that was selling too for the first time in their summer. It was just a great experience altogether. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I would say, understatement, dude. Ah, dude, it was yeah. amazing, bro. Um, so it was amazing for me because when I decided to go to Minnesota, I broke away from Dave. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy because the amount of probably phone hours that we logged over the course of the time that we were away from each other was probably ridiculous. I'm calling him for everything. He's calling me for this, same. And leading up to the decision to sell, bros, it was crazy. We were just on the phone just all day, every day. And I was like, for me, the biggest thing was, bro, this is the opportunity for us to reunite, if you will. Yeah. And like, change our you, future. You had, the, you had the thing where, oh, I need to you know, make it in my own. And you kind of, at that point, had made a name for yourself. Exactly. Like, you you kind of stapled, like, okay, you know, I uh, I can do this on my own. But at the same time, being able to reunite, like, there's, with your brother, there's nothing like there's, that. There was yeah, nothing. that was an understatement, for sure. Like, how, yeah. many, how many brothers in the United States get to work together? Not enough. Not enough. 
It's crazy. You know? So, amazing first year. You know, you, you guys crushed, obviously. Um, but, you you know, like I was saying, you guys understand how it works. So, now you're in your second year. You're building your team. Mm-hmm. Um, how has that been? Because you guys are in two different spots right now. Mm-hmm. How has that been? Are you guys logging the same amount of phone hours and everything like that? Uh, I say in a different manner. <laughs> okay. Because we collectively train our team right now. So we do at least get to be on a call once once a week. Mm-hmm. If not, you know, playing a game together or whatever right. type of reason why we call one another. Right. For sure. Mm-hmm. There, anything can happen. Anything can happen. Anything yeah, can with happen. with yeah. brother stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it's consistent communication throughout the weeks. Oh, absolutely. So absolutely. how's recruiting been? Like, how do you guys feel? Because he, here's something. Like, we have a lot of guys that qualify to be a manager. Mm-hmm. At the same exact time, we have a lot of guys that don't have a team. Mm-hmm. So I said the other day, like, you're not a manager of anything if you don't have a team. Right. You know? Uh, you guys have a team. Mm-hmm. You're training them mm-hmm. how to sell. Mm-hmm. Um, you know how how has that been? Just the transition because I think a lot of guys kind of get caught up in this. Um, they they almost don't give themselves the credit that they deserve. Like you actually qualify to be a manager. You can train people. You are good enough to train as well as sell at the same time and mm-hmm. and build a team. Like you're mm-hmm. good enough at that. Mm-hmm. So how's that transition been? Like it, has it been difficult knowing that you you know. On this, on the scheme of things, being quote unquote on the lowest level, but now you're, you know, you guys have climbed so much. I would say, I think it's maybe the approach or mindset that both of us have about just your day to day life, right? Um, I had the opportunity to be able to work at five different locations for EcoShield, and I had the opportunity to be. Um, in Orlando before anything was ever like in the office. So I saw how everything was put together. I bring that up because like, I think we definitely take a more holistic approach, if you will. So we have seen the ins and out of everything. 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 So as we're moving and as we're progressing, when we were just as simple as we were, when we were getting trained last time around this year by Jacob, right? When we were getting trained, we definitely had the mindset of like, okay, we're gonna have to replicate this eventually. So we weren't half-assed, if you will. We weren't half foot in. We were fully bought in. Because you guys already knew, it's like, okay, at some point I have to teach somebody how to do this. Exactly. We were fully bought in for it, and Jacob definitely made it apparent that the work that we put in before the season starts is what is gonna ultimately jumpstart us to having a great summer. So, at this point in time now, building a team, recruiting, it, it's fun. Honestly, it's fun. Um, I get excited for training calls, hopping on with the guys. I genuinely get excited when I hear a guy give an intro, whatever, whatever. Like, I genuinely get excited. Like, yeah. he can see the excitement. It's crazy because I try to, you know, withhold my emotions. Well, how many times is that said today where, like, people can see the passion in you? Bro, what? It's and ridiculous. they want to follow it. They yeah. do. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I was going to, that's another thing I was going to touch on is I think the reason why. We have at least a number of guys that we do right now is trust, right? Everyone knew us growing up that we were solid individuals. We were going on the right path, if you will. And when they see what we're around and what we're doing and the lifestyles we're being able to live, it's almost like, dude, like, I know these guys. I know they aren't doing anything, like, fishy. Like, it's not, they it's got not a scam. It. It's yeah. not yeah. like, yeah. Those are, those yeah. They have to be doing friends, something legit. You know? yeah. So I think the biggest thing is that trust factor. Sure. Um, five, levels, five levels of leadership. Um, the being able to lead because like folks trust you. Mm-hmm. I definitely think that that's something that's huge. Like within our team, like the folks genuinely trust us and trust that we have their best interests at heart. It's huge, it's huge. Yeah. So for you, like, yeah, for how's me. that transition been? So you, I like I said in 2019, you were leading people. <laughs> <laughs> You're the captain yeah. of a ship in a different way. It's a different ship yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, shout out to Justin on that. I'd say he was the one that I mean gave me the framework for it. So it kind of. I guess enabled me. I was in the right environment for it. Um, and I mean, for the transition to me from managing, you know, technicians from start techs to regular route technicians to pretty much the entire technician force, transitioning that over to the sales, you know, the sales side of it and managing your guys, I'd say it's, I'd say it's one of those things that you kind of have to find a balance between because it's different when you're, you know, managing your homies, managing your friends. For sure. Um, but it was fun. It was definitely fun. Um, like Vernon was saying, being able to train your guys and then hearing the evolution in their process of learning it, 
it's like amazing to be right. able to experience that um, it, it's crazy like all of a sudden some guy you know for me like i with guys i'm training that i've never met it's mm-hmm. like some guy i have one call with all of a sudden he wants to know how to switch you know a certain company over i'm like what yeah. hold on yeah. how do you know how, <laughs> yeah. wait who told you this you know yeah. like yeah people are getting into it and it's fun to watch mm-hmm. but i think what's even better than you know the evolution of their sales side of it is you know them actually buying into the vision and like the potential of what this can actually do for do for them or do for us or and i think that's why you guys had it. such big years because you came in knowing this is the vision you know mm-hmm. for sure yeah i didn't mean to cut you off there but oh, like, no, you're good you know, you're good and like, i was just going to touch on you know what you were saying that we were fully bought in i mean i believe in accountability i would say for the you know the long lunches and the things of that nature I, i'd say how i approached every day it was like 95 percent bought in like if i was fully invested in it then i would have put more time on the doors done the little things right sure but i'd say that that's definitely something that you learn from yeah year I mean, after year i mean you said it all sure. summer you, yeah you don't want to get to the point after the summer where you look you, back you look back and regret those days that Man. you right. didn't stay on the doors that much longer the right. problem is you guys both had a ton of uh like a ton of great days on the door where you're you know selling a bunch of accounts whatever but i promise you guys probably remember those days too where you like didn't do something you should have done whatever yeah. it may be absolutely it, like it sticks in your mind and it's yeah. weird that it does but it does you mm-hmm. know what i mean mm-hmm. um so for you guys now in the off season you talked about day-to-day stuff mm-hmm. being bought into what you're doing mm-hmm. daily routine let's let's hop into it nice you got it are you guys in the same time zone are you waking up at the same yeah, time we are. yeah now okay. we are same time zone. Okay. so nice to be back on the same time bro zone. what that was Dude. oh my goodness <laughs> the three, three hour difference apart. was that's weird it was terrible it was terrible so uh morning routine has gotten better lately okay um but typically i'm up 6 30 in a gym by seven. First of all you're in seattle yeah yeah the okay. pacific we'll touch on that. are you liking it i love it okay keep going sorry yeah yeah um so up in a gym by seven back home probably by eight thirty nine. she's usually working she's being lauren shout out lauren wifey um, and I get home, make breakfast, and then I usually knock out some reading. And then uh, after reading, I reach out to people via social media. Right. As far as recruiting goes, and then just rinse, wash, and repeat. There you go. So, but you're up early. That's good. Mm-hmm. Try to be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll take full accountability and just say off rep morning routine is not dialed. It's not as dialed as it should be, if you will, um, but that'll change. Um, but I'm up in the morning. We're probably at the gym, me and Dion, um, anywhere from around 8 to 10. Every day. We see. We all see the stories. Daily deposit. You're in there. Daily deposit. You got to get them in. Um, for me, this is like... Okay, hold on. But how many pounds are you down? I'm down 20 pounds. So shout out work. to that. Shout out to that. Eventual transformation challenge winner. Hey, that's the goal. So where... Yeah, you're down 20 pounds, you know. I started working out. I was a few weeks left in trend. Okay, wow. Okay, so now so you're down. What do you want to be at? So, by the end of the transformation challenge, I'd say 225 okay. if I can get to that. So, what's your like before I come out to the summer? What's your peak your peak weight in your head? What do you mean by peak weight? Like where you want to be before the summer starts cuz obviously oh, the summer starts you? you're for some guys they may put on right. a little extra. I came out this summer and I was 250. Right, and I got down to two twenty. Just the summer. walking, mm-hmm. yeah. not eating right. right. Big burn, um, <laughs> <laughs> and then it all came back super fast. Um, but no, ideally coming out to the summer, I would like to be at two ten. Okay, mm-hmm. there you go. So that means you have what twenty more. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting okay. at around two thirty, two twenty nine. If you're, yeah. if you okay, that's dope. Mm-hmm. So halfway there. Halfway there. Shout out to that. Shout out to that. Um, but Jim, daily deposits. Um, at the gym is where I've been, me and Deanna have been trying to corner some folks, especially in Asana, code, uh, shoulder tapping, because um, in Asana they can't leave. And when, you talk, and when you talk, it goes by a lot faster. Um, but through contacting folks at the gym, and then also, it's crazy that I, um, well not it's crazy because it's kind of common, but a big portion of our friend group stays connected via video games. Right, Warzone, PlayStation, whatever. Um, PlayStation, so, no, no. What games are you playing? Warzone, what else? Uh, Warzone. But you're a PlayStation guy, not Xbox. Of course, no, PlayStation Xbox. all the way. PlayStation all the way. You guys so. agree on that? Yeah, hundred percent, hundred and ten percent. But uh, Warzone, Madden, Two K, 
Apex, throw a little Apex in there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, more to come back if somebody need it. UFC. <laughs> if they need it, <laughs> they okay. need it. Okay. Nice. Wow. Um, but PlayStation allows us, or the game, video game in general allows us to c- stay connected with a lot of folks that, one, are on our team, but two, that are potentially on our team, if you sure. will. Sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but video games, that definitely helps out a lot with the recruiting process as well. I definitely utilize that. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jim, uh, and then usually on social media, hitting up guys, trying to see what's going on, set up first interview calls, um, doing trainings with our guys on our team. Um, the trainings, it's <laughs> it, it felt good to set up a Calendly. The Calendly? Yeah, yeah. It was cool. Yeah, like I said, for sure. One, I sent it to one of the. This is my schedule. This is my schedule, right? <laughs> I sent it to one. No, I'm serious. I know. I sent it to one of um, the friends. Like, hey man, you know, click this link below the time slot so we can hop on a call. He was like, "Whoa, bro, official now." I love it. I love it. But no, the days have been filled with training as well too. So the training has been fun. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes they go a little longer than. I think that we anticipate, but I think with repetition, you know, it'll get dialed. Sure. Um, Because we find ourselves kind of just going off on tangents about certain things at certain times. Um, That's the passion. That's the passion, right? Um, People want it. Right. And then uh, whip up a dinner and then, you know, kind of call it. I need to get a lot better on reading. You got a cat, right? I do have a cat. His name is Midnight. He's actually a little puppy. Like, he's a dog for sure. He plays fetch. You throw a little his little toy, he goes and grabs it, comes back and drops it off to you. He okay. talks too. He's easily probably the nicest cat you've ever met. <laughs> easily. Um, I can say that hands down anytime someone ever comes over, like they're always scared of cats. Is he it, he? Yeah, he. Okay. Everyone's always scared of cats. But you come over and he's greeting you like what's up? I'm like, what's going on? Okay. He's rubbing up. But that's part you. of your off season too. You gotta take care of that thing. I gotta take care of everything. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um definitely a nice companion to have around the house and kinda keep us afloat around the house, if you will. Okay. <laughs> is he making it to Maryland? Yes, he is making it to Maryland. I um, won't meet him. I I literally can't be in the same room. You can. I'm so allergic you to can't. so many people have came over and said I'm allergic to cats, but he's actually a short haired cat, so you don't you won't be oh, asked. But allergic. he's actually a dog. He's actually a dog. Oh, oh okay. See that's the case. You guys don't have a pet, right? We do not. Okay. Uh-huh. But we'll like one soon. Okay. Yeah. So tell me about Seattle. Like you guys are apartment right now. Mm-hmm. Really cute apartment. Yeah, really Really cute. cute. It's cute. It's way cute. Lauren did a good job. Yeah, did a good job. (laughs) But Seattle's great. So never been to the Pacific Northwest. Never been anywhere north of California before. Um, And it was just a place that we thought was always pretty. And her favorite show is, which we just recently found out, it's not actually filmed in. Seattle, but the setting takes place in Seattle, right? Something like that on Grey's Anatomy. Okay, cool. Um, So, I mean, after the summer that I had had, I guess it really just opened up the opportunity to be able to try something new and go to Seattle and fully send it. So, moved out there and it's been great. The rain just started, so that's interesting. You guys both walked in with the Doc Martens on, dude. You need it out there. It was cool. Yeah, it dumps. You guys definitely looked like you came from that area. Yeah. But Seattle's been great. Um, from the people, the food is a little mid. Really? Yeah. Okay. You heard it here first. Uh, <laughs> is it all soggy because of the rain? No. It's just. <laughs> I'm just joking. Maybe the rain washes the seasoning out. I think that's what it is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but it's really inclusive. Like the city as a whole. Gotcha. So mm-hmm. overall, one to ten. You, I mean, are you guys going to go back there after this, after Maryland this year? That's what we were thinking, but potentially trying uh, like the downtown area. Okay. Yeah, like checking Just that out. Just a different, the different vibe of the same area. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Who knows? I mean, have a. But you have the have freedom. Have like, You have uh, the freedom, and that's that's cool. You know. Yeah. Something you, I guess, you know, probably didn't have before. Just yeah. to yeah. try something new like yeah. that. You know. I've always been interested in living outside of the country too. So. Could be on the table in the future. Who knows? How she feel about that? I think this is the first time she heard it. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so this summer was obviously you guys are deep in your career with Eco Shield. This summer was completely different from any summer you had. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, rate it. We we already talked about it. It's good. It was good. You guys talked about why it was good. Um, 
habits during the summer, are they much different from your habits now? What, what are some things that you have to do on a daily basis during the summer versus like maybe something you never thought of doing on an, on another side when you were servicing or, you know, leading a service team or whatever it was, how did your daily habits change and stuff like that? So I'd actually say for me, my habits are actually a little worse now because in the summertime, at least maybe a little bit before the halfway point in the summer, like I switched my whole morning routine up. I started visualizing, journaling, doing a little workout in the morning, every morning. And I think that that drastically changed the outcome of my summer. And then obviously the summer ended and now the routine is what it is, what I just said it was. Right. But I'd say it's, it's definitely different now. Mm -hmm. Needs to get back to what it was at that point in the summertime, for sure. I would agree. Some similar along those lines. Like over the summer, things hmm. how would i describe it so during the summer are you waking up earlier are you saying that you wish you were waking up earlier now or what, what do you mean by that well i'm talking about from the point of like journaling doing the visualization and you're not doing that now morning. you wish you yeah. were mm -hmm. gotcha yeah i agree okay i guess finding that motivation when i have it i know where it's at right mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. um but were you more so like asking like how we approach uh, selling well, so like, compared well, like, to teching? Well, no, I'm saying it's like your daily. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So like your daily habits while you were a tech, mm. you know, how, how might how might those have changed to where you're selling? Like what is something you did every single day this summer that was not something you did the, the six summers before or the five summers before that? Mm. Okay. So I would say my biggest thing that was just different for sure was working on the clock and not working on the clock sure okay as a technician mm -hmm. i was on adp every day checking in punching in clocking in sure you know yeah um and what was cool about selling was the idea that i guess working a nine-to-five you have an idea of how much money you like can make at maximum there are only so many hours sure. in a week and yeah. you can only make so much whereas doing something like selling over the summer it was the sky was the limit mm -hmm. right you could do as much as you want but you don't get paid for just being there or existing and that kind of is not what happens as a technician but as a technician you do your job go home on the clock you, you get know, comfortable you're comfortable for sure oh, yeah and that was i would say it was the biggest reason why i personally wanted to come and sell was because i genuinely wasn't feeling challenged anymore and I was a manager, but it was kind of at the point where people were calling off and I found myself just spraying houses again. And I was like, I kind of wanted to move away from this. Yeah. And I genuinely just did not feel challenged anymore. And doing something like selling, it was fun in the sense that it kept you on your toes like every single moment of the day. Like there was no room for like complacency or to just like mosey along. Like you had to be fully locked in every right. single moment of the day. Mm. Time becomes money. Oh, for sure. Right. Literally. Yeah, so for me, too, it's kind of the same thing. Like, my approach during sales is absolutely different than the approach of doing a tech, you know, being a technician. And, I mean, with sales specifically, like you were saying, you know, you have to go out there and get it because you aren't guaranteed a paycheck. You know, you got to wake up and be hungry. You got to yeah, for sure. look for something. So when I was in Orlando and I had the guys of technicians under me, I always used to tell them, um, be comfortable with being uncomfortable or being in uncomfortable situations and i genuinely felt like that's what we decided to do by going out there to sell like for sure putting ourselves in uncomfortable situations so that way like it didn't just like blow by like you were always like in tune with like what you were doing and you were never just like moseying along yeah you can't you can't yeah, there's no time <laughs> yeah. there's time to be doing that um so weekends during the summer um, you know, I, I feel like everybody kind of had a similar schedule. What do you guys do on the weekends now? Uh, out here? Uh, where, well, where, in, where we're yeah, after Vegas. Because um, you're in, in Vegas. Vegas. Yeah, yeah we, didn't, we didn't mention that. You're in Vegas. I'm in Vegas. Um, weekends after the summer. Um, <laughs> I am a slave to NFL football. Okay. And literally, you own a bunch of fantasy teams. Uh, I'm not a if you will, but uh, am I on a bunch of fantasy teams? I'm in two, um, so that kind of keeps my attention to watch, you know, all the games. Yeah, yeah. But I love NFL football. So okay. Sunday is literally what that day NFL is. NFL over college. Me personally, yes. Do you other people, this? other people, what you are don't you? agree with this. I do. Yeah, I do not agree with that. I so think, college, okay. Yeah, 
I think college over NFL, but NFL playoffs over anything else. Okay, but why college over NFL? I just think the disparity in college is greater, so you get to see. Is there more passion? <laughs> we were talking about passion so much. <laughs> I think passion in college is situational, but I think when it is the situation where passion is involved, it, people are a lot more passionate because you're not getting paid. So I yeah. believe that they approach the game differently. And you really see kids now, leave it all out there on the field. Mm-hmm. I guess they are getting paid now. It's different now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You didn't hear about that? They're getting like paid. Like NIL deals and stuff? No, I'm joking. <laughs> Everybody heard about it. Just... Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, so NFL football. That's, NFL that's football. your thing. Um, and then Saturdays, usually try to do some recreation. I'll go play some ball somewhere. Um, I'm always trying to talk to guys on a what basketball kind of court. We got a lot of ball basketball. games that we can play. Basketball, dude. Okay. I'm just making sure. Um, I was never, I never played basketball uh, competitively, like on a team, but I love getting out there and getting active. Okay. I'm a big body, so I'm just in the paint, you know, getting rebounds. Um, <laughs> Shout out to the ball teams. <laughs> hey, the board man gets paid. Yeah. Um, but uh, Saturday, you usually try to do something a little recreationally. We have some friends out in Vegas that we usually try and go and hang out with. How's the weather there right now? It's kind of chilly. Really? Um, I mean, not chilly to me, but it's chilly weather. Okay. Um, obviously, I was in Utah for some time, so chilly weather really isn't. Does that bother you? No. Gotcha. Yeah, no, so co- no coach for you? Uh-huh. No. Well, we're cold, but just not a thick one. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, weekends. Uh, Got you. So weekends, I juggle on Sundays. I try and watch football, um, but what the weekends really result to is us just going out and exploring, mm-hmm. checking out new things, new places. Different yeah. areas. It's amazing just being able to like have the time to do that, have the freedom to just like spend time with people you want to spend time with, mm-hmm. whether it is watching football or no, doing family. something outside. Family is huge. Oh my goodness. Yeah. The holidays, well, just Thanksgiving this time of year, um, or this go round of the year, just felt different. Like we were literally able to like be with family as long as we wanted to drop everything on our terms drop everything mm. plan accordingly have it comfortable it, it just feels different especially <laughs> being in vegas where the drive home that for me is at least like three and a half hours so i'm there kind of quite often where where did you guys go for thanksgiving uh california california okay so it, i i personally just went to between lancaster and la so my brother's in la along with my grandfather and mm-hmm. dad and then mom little brothers and sisters out in lancaster gotcha and then my fiance's family i just want to make sure okay <laughs> you guys don't have any family in utah it's just the college where you yeah. guys where you guys were right okay right. yeah, yeah. Sure. family in utah. yeah yeah um as far as the summer you know you guys we've talked about you guys have seen everything pretty much full circle on mm-hmm. the selling side what are the little things that make it hard what are the little things that make it hard so as a technician you are always able to see you are always on the good side almost like of the a little more the relation you were almost on the good side of the relationship okay and it was cool that on the sales side i was able to be that bridge like when I pulled up to service a house, the customer was already, as a technician, the customer was already warmed up, bubbly, happy to see me. Mm-hmm. Going out to sell, it was cool to be that bridge for that customer to EcoShield. Mm-hmm. I think that was like super fun and super like thrilling to me over the summer for sure. So, what made it hard though? What made it hard? Yeah. Oh. Because um, obviously, it, you know, it, it's uh, for me like. Even still, like making a sale, like I have the feeling it's it's uh, it's a cool thing being able to make a transaction happen, especially out of nothing. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. knocking on the door. Mm-hmm. Um, but it obviously isn't easy. It's probably the and you kind of alluded to uh, you know alluded to it, but um, it, it's probably the harder side of everything. You Absolutely. know, making that happen, making even though it's happen. a cool thing, it's hard to do. So, what were the harder things? You know, what were the small things that made it hard on a sales side? Um. I would say, let's see, one, staying disciplined mm-hmm. um, out there on the doors, knocking that next door um, when things got rough, when no one's answering the door, just being out there, um, not knowing who was going to answer the door or what was going to answer the door that threw the biggest curveball at you, mm-hmm. right? Um, 
I think what made it hard was the uncertainty of what the day will honestly hold. As a technician, I knew like how many houses I had, what I had to do at each and every house. Yeah. Whereas selling, I didn't know what the day was going to entail. Right. Like, right. At all. Right. So it left me like curious as to like what can the day bring, mm-hmm. and having I guess the perspective or the mindset that I'm just strolling in a neighborhood waiting for someone to have a conversation with me. Like I took that to heart. So I was genuinely just in a neighborhood figuring out, all right, what's going to be. One of the be? best things that's like ever been told in our office, honestly. <laughs> Shout out to Jacob for that Shout one. Shout out to Jacob for sure. Um, um, but the uncertainty for sure. Okay. That was hard. Is he missing any there? I think you hit around on the head. It's okay, the uncertainty so, for sure. So, because I agree, you know, there's, especially seeing it full circle, you guys understand hard things happen already. Mm-hmm. Even on the technician side of things, like they go through, they go through a ton of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so that happens regardless, pretty much happens in any job, regardless, mm-hmm. something difficult is going to come up, you know, yeah. um, why do you think you guys were both able to kind of push through it? Like what, what do you guys, what, you know, what carried you through the whole thing? What made you, cause at the end of the day, you guys could have both said, you know, well, you know, Jay, whoever you guys can call whoever in the company, if we're being real, mm-hmm. Hey, this, the sales isn't working out. I'd rather go back and do this. Mm-hmm. And you guys would be in a comfortable position because mm-hmm. of who you are, because of the reputation you have within the company. Absolutely. But, but you didn't take advantage of that. So what carries you guys through it? Because I think it just comes down to, you know, we chose not to go back to that other option because we weren't, we felt as though we weren't being challenged enough. And, you know, like, like you said, it was a pretty comfortable position, but it's obviously still demanding, still requires a lot, but it just wasn't challenging enough and kind of felt like we were in a bottle. Mm-hmm. You know, like a lot of liquid in a bottle and we were just ready to branch out and try something new and really just take it to the next step. And I think, you know, getting into the sales side of it, it was just, what was the question? I think I was going to say, um, because we had, wait, because we, what was the question? My apologies. No, you're question? okay. Just, you know, um, cause there's hard things that happen. There's little right. hard things that are different. Right. You what guys got us had, through the summer. You guys mm. had great plan B's sitting gotcha. there. You didn't take a plan B. Right. So there I probably think wasn't what, a plan B in your head. And but, that's what it was. You know, what, what carried you through? It was it just the fact that you never had a plan B, even yeah. though you, it was there. If we're being real, it was there. I think paperwork yeah. was signed. That's when that was plan A. I think so what, you, got, you burned the boats before knowing what you were doing. Yeah. yeah. Had to. Had because, to. Had to. I mean, how many times did you yell burn the bus this year? Every day after the meeting. <laughs> yeah. Every that was day. one of the best parts of yeah. the morning meeting every day. Yeah. We have to do that next year. Yeah. Uh, we do. But we something do. that got reaffirmed, so thank you for kind of bringing it back together. But for me, what, what, what was able to get me through the summer is knowing that, I, that we had had guys out there. Mm-hmm. For sure. Guys out there that were making it through the summer. So us not finishing was not an option. It couldn't have been an option. Right. And we had endured summers like it's crazy for the past. You, the other thing is like rookies come in and they they're a month in and they're like, oh my gosh, this is the rest of my life. You guys know that it ends. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It does end. Exactly. So I was going to say it's crazy that for the past four or five years of my life for the summer, like I, have, I haven't had to pay rent. Like essentially, since I've started working for EquaShield, I have not had to pay rent for the summer, mm-hmm. which is absolutely amazing. Tell that to anybody else. They're like, well, what do you do? Right? right. But it's been nice to not have to pay rent over the summer. But we've all we've worked like the summers is grind time for us. Like that's been like that for the past, I don't know, four or five, six years now. Summer is grind time. Yeah. So sticking through the summer like was the only. You guys have already done it. Like we're like, oh, we are finishing the summer, but we're just applying our hard work, our work ethic, just in a different manner now. Sure, in a different boat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so you, you guys basically already had the mindset of, you know, I'm gonna finish this, this is when I grind. Mm-hmm. Off season, what are you splurging on? <laughs> Do you know what you're splurging on? Yeah. What is it? Shoes. Okay, what have you bought since? Tell us. Man, what am I trying to get? Okay, so, okay, okay. Um, and actually, the guy who you just did the episode on, I've been interested in getting into like shoe resales and stuff. So I'd have to reach He's out to Brian to, to, to see what's going on with that. He's a great guy to talk to, I promise. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's got everything, like any shoe you need to. Yeah. Just hit him up. Man, 
but uh i just got the dj Khaled fives i haven't put them on my feet yet but they're sitting in a box the at peaches home. colored ones yeah no yeah. way yeah bro yeah yeah okay um and then i got the black taxi 12 that just dropped okay there you go so what's it what's yours um i've yet to like go shopping if you will do you splurge much or i don't okay I, don't. I say what i spend the most of my money on is honestly food just trying to like eat a lot cleaner honestly i if i'm thinking about it where majority of my money goes bro it's trying to eat a lot cleaner if you will well it, i in my opinion there's not much better than being able to go sit down with friends or whoever mm-hmm. significant other whoever it is and get a good meal you mm-hmm. know what i mean mm-hmm. and like get whatever you want you know and you know it, it's there's not much of a better feeling whether right. for me because like for, like i feel like my first couple of years i would buy shirts or shoes and like for me like recently i'd rather go to a nice restaurant hang out with people mm-hmm. so i, I kind of feel you there but at the same time i have splurged on a bunch of shoes too and actually i didn't even think about it what i spend the most money on actually is traveling which we do a lot right mm-hmm. well outside of like eco show like i've been in new york a couple times we went to since the since the summer yeah since the summer so where all have you been new york I've done that drive three times. Yeah, so we just, I mean, it's only been like three months, four months, but that's what I'd say the majority of the money has went to the... Which is cool. Yeah. You know, it's... Uh, experience. You earned it, and you get to, you know, go experience that with her. That's awesome. Um, so you're not... You don't you don't splurge much, but you, you like good food, mm-hmm. which um, I, can, I can roll with that. Kind of spoil my cat a little bit, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I mean, I don't buy him like crazy stuff. Does but he I have an outfit sure. or anything? Uh, he doesn't have an outfit, but he has collars. I switched the collars up you know, every, you know. Does he match you? Uh, no, he doesn't match me. Okay. I was going to get him a little uh, Halloween outfit, but I didn't go through and get him one. Well, so what, um, do you, what have you splurged on, on midnight, right? Well, I just make sure, like, he has, like, quality litter, food, um, toys, you know, his catnip, little treats. Himalayan sands. <laughs> what? <The> litter? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, but no, he's he's definitely well taken care of. Okay. Um, shoot, I bought a lot of books. I haven't. I, this is probably the first time in a long time that like I have brought over five to ten books. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I truthfully don't splurge like that. If I'm being honest, it's not a bad, not a bad thing. Mm-mm. You know. I used to. I will say that. Uh, but okay. I think it was countless summers after. It was countless times after the summer that I didn't have much to show for. All the money I was making because I was, bro, when I lived in Minnesota, the Mall of America, dangerous. <laughs> what? Dangerous. Uh, were you there? Was it open when you yeah, were there? it was open. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is huge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I remember I, just like walking and I was like, dude, this is ever end. Are we ever going to get back to wherever <laughs> we parked? Like, gosh. And the time I went, none of the stores were open. We were trying to get to one store and then the other store we wanted to get to that was open was at the other end, you know, mm-hmm. and you're walking, but... And we walk all the time. I was like, you know, <laughs> can I get a wheelchair or something? <laughs> um, what do you guys think you need to improve on next summer? Going into it's kind of a different ball game. You're playing a different ball game. Obviously, you guys are bringing a bigger team out. Mm-hmm. Um, on a personal level, what do you think you need to improve on? Yeah, I'd say culture overall. Just having an impact on it. Uh, just having our own cultivating yeah like our own culture yeah like our own culture you know kind of developing and having the whole team bought into it is your answer different at all no it's spot on with that okay like having everyone bought in Mm -hmm. like like you guys were like we were right like i don't i said this the other day and i look back on it now because like there definitely has to be but i was like there there'll be no one who was bought in like as much as me and davion were like on our team and i was like no i take that back like there needs to be people mm-hmm. bought in like we were, like who see this as something that can propel them to where they're really trying to get to over the next couple of years in their life. For sure. So definitely culture, for sure. Um, you guys, you know, you guys both finished college. Mm-hmm. Shout out to you for that. Mm-hmm. Um, Go T-Birds. Go T-Birds. Okay. <laughs> Just got to make sure the brothers are on the same page here. Yeah. I always yeah. ask because sometimes, yeah. you know, it's divided. <laughs> Now we are. We're pretty similar. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I didn't know I was interviewing one person. You guys have the same answers, so too. So it feels like we're 11 months apart. 
Same know, it's crazy. It's same Irish parts. twins. Is that is that the specific yeah, term? I think that's the thing. Irish twins. Okay. His birthday is March first. My birthday is February first. Wow. Yeah. So we were younger. Like that was the month. Like when February rolled around, we did the same age. March first, February first. What would you say? My February first. His March March first. So in February. Both on the first. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. So in February rolled around, we turned the same age for a month, and that was the month that he couldn't tell me what to do because we were the same age. (laughs) But then March first rolled around, and then. But the problem is February is not very long. You don't get a long month to do that. Mm -hmm. No, not at all. You're probably glad. Leap year was lucky for him. Oh yeah. (laughs) Take advantage of leap year. you know, you guys both had the opportunity to finish college to, you know, at that point, pick a career. Mm-hmm. Um, we we talk a lot about EcoShield and why it's a cool company to work for. You guys had already experienced it, you know, whether it's on the service end or not. I feel like you still get that EcoShield experience. I still like you feel get that you still get that family experience. Um, you know, what really kept you here versus, you know, going and pursuing something else that you had a degree in? Because you guys are, you know, pretty in, in pretty similar fields to what you were studying, mm-hmm. I guess, when you look at it. But at the same time, it's like, why didn't you go try something else? Why did you stick around? Nice. Uh, for me, I think it was the vision. Um, I also believe for me it was the freedom that this potentially, well, the opportunity of freedom that this gives you. Um, I also trade investing huge. So um, I'd say that it gives me more time to do that, more time to be able to, like we mentioned earlier, um, spend time with family, be able to go on a drop of a dime and do whatever. And I'd say that that's, this job has allowed for that to be able to be an actual possibility as opposed to clocking in somewhere at nine to five. You got to report to somebody, ask somebody if you can take off this week two months in advance or something of that matter. Right, right. So this job just allows for the freedom to be able to do whatever it is that you want to do the other eight months. Mm-hmm. Right. I would say, so the reason why, I, me personally, why I've stuck around EcoShift for so long, so where do I start? So shout out to moms. Um, moms was very strict growing up, so she didn't allow us to go out and do much, right? So upon graduating high school, shoot, even before high school, I was like, I want to like just get out and travel, go somewhere else. I think I for sure had the idea that I wanted to go to college out of state. So after starting to work for EqualShield, me just being in my, um, me like understanding uh, uh, cost and benefits, if you will, um, for the summers while in school, like I wasn't really doing much and then finding EcoShield, I was working and didn't have to pay rent. So for me, it was just like, yo, I'm working on someone else's dollar, like utilities, rent's paid for, and I'm just like bringing in bread. I was like, yo, this is a cool gig. Yeah. So for a while, like while I was in college, like it was something that I was like, yo, why aren't, why isn't anyone else like doing this? Mm-hmm. Like come live somewhere rent free and just bust your butt and work. So I took complete advantage of that. And then once I started to create some value, like within myself, like for the company, like I then got the opportunity to travel. I was I stuck, went to go work in Minnesota, and then I went to go work in Salt Lake City, and then Orlando, and then Maryland. So I had the opportunity of living in five different states, working with pest control. Right. I thought it was pretty cool because I got a chance to go and experience other places. I talked to other people, and they're like, "Yeah, dude, you're traveling this, this, and that." And I'm like, "Yeah, man, I'm working, but like." shout out to ego shield for like providing that opportunity so for me it was something that like although we were on the technician side it's crazy because i saw the culture around sales reps but i never understood it like at all like there's you know how there's like just that little bit of tension 10 months later he's screaming at every meeting that has ever (laughs) happened yeah (laughs) right right like i would, would just never understand the reps so like it was just something that like I lost my train of thought where I was going with that. You were just talking about the difference, you know, like how how your your mindset. Oh, it was just like, to me, it was worth it, like doing it. I got a chance to go and travel somewhere else. Somebody was paying for me to stay somewhere else. So for me, it was, it was fun. It was worth it. I got a chance to go travel elsewhere. And then getting to a certain point where we saw how big we could become or how big we could make this like bigger than just ourselves like yeah we've over the years we've had the opportunity to bring out different people to come out and work but this is something bigger like they came they worked they collected their paychecks and then they're back home doing whatever but this is something that can literally like alter people's lives like 
forever. Whether they work with us for one or five exactly. years. Exactly. Like, I, I don't think you coming up for a summer, you lose at all. Like, if, if you have the right mindset, you gain coming up from the summer. They're, if Come out and learn a skill set literally on someone else's dollar. Like, come try it. Like, you you gain from the coming out for our summer. So for me, it was just like, yo, this is something that we literally can like help change people's lives like for the better. Right. And I would think that was something that I was super passionate about was um, having the opportunity to almost like give back or put other people's in, posi in position to, for success. Mm -hmm. I think that is what struck like genuine like joy inside of me, if you will. Yeah. Big time, big time. And uh, I think you just elaborated on the vision aspect that I was talking about. There's not many things on this earth that you'd be able to do, that you'd be able to literally be with your boys, your brother's family, being able to work the same job as them and build something bigger than just yourself. And EcoShield allows us to be able to do that. So that's an easy reason, just that and alone, to why we continue to come back year after year. And I mean, you know, we, we have some boys that are no longer with us and EcoShield has played a big part in us being able to allow all of us to be together under the same roof even though we we're on the technician side of it we were able to spend like key moments with guys that are no longer with us and EcoShield has played a big part in allowing us to be able to do that with one another mm -hmm. so EcoShield is deep in our hearts mm -hmm. i would like to end it there that was fire <laughs> that was fire, that was fire.